Welcome to Pop Shield. I'm Dan, and I got something a little special for you this week. Since on our latest episode, we were talking Warp Records, uh, in particular, Boards of Canada, Broadcast, and Autecker. We thought we would dig this out of the archives from our old podcast, Metaphoric Music Review. It's Gabe and I reviewing all eight hours of Autecker's NTS radio sessions from 2018. So here you go. Hope you enjoy. the very first metaphoric special i'm gabe i'm dan we told you before that we've decided to change things up a little bit here at the metaphoric uh and instead of covering every bnt bnm bnr and sunday classic of each week we're going to focus on just the bnms and drop a new episode every time we get three this is partly to make our schedule a little less demanding since darren is having a baby i think like in a couple days uh but it also gives us a chance to do special mini episodes on classic albums Underrated new releases, requests, and yes, we have several in the queue. Uh, we will get to them very soon, I promise. Uh, maybe interesting reissues. Basically, whatever else we want when things are a little slow, as they kind of are now. Sometimes Darren will join us, hopefully, but sometimes it'll just be me and Dan. So, Dan, what are we going to talk about today? Yeah, for the very first Metaphoric special, we will be covering all eight hours of Autechre's <laughs> latest release, uh, NTS Sessions 1 through 4. Yes, this is a this is a daunting undertaking. I think usually these episodes will be a little minier than this one will be because uh, the amount of material is, I think, longer than most artists' entire discographies. But before we jump in, um, let's talk about why we picked this quote-unquote album, albums, whatever we want to call it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think we've mentioned it before on the podcast, but you and me are both like huge Autecker fans. Um, and basically we would have talked about this anyway, so why not record it and make everyone else listen to it? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think we even, um, you know, we talked about the last Autechre release LSEC on the podcast itself, uh, somehow bullied Darren into listening to like four and a half hours of Autechre back then, but, um, <laughs> he just doesn't have the time for to double it nowadays. Um, but yeah, uh, I am a, I'm a huge fan as are you, um, you know, we'll talk about sort of the release of this record, but uh, sort of unique release of this record. But I think we both spent like the past month listening to this a whole hell of a lot. So, yeah, I think it was, you know, seemed like a good idea to just, just hit the record button before we start talking about it. So let's hear a clip and um, go over some background info. heard a clip from the first album in the series nts session one we'll try to play clips from the others later but first uh, just some general background as everybody probably already knows autecker is a uk electronic music duo consisting of rob brown and sean booth who spearheaded the idm genre of the 1990s with classic lps like in con how do you say that one in canopula that's anybody's guess 
Yeah, whatever. Amber from <laughs> 1994 and Tri Reputé uh, from 1995, as well as numerous equally legendary EPs, always known for their challenging minimalism and repetition. Ottecker become increasingly experimental and borderline impenetrable as the years went by. By the time of 2013's XI, however, the duo seemed to be onto something new. Instead of meticulously crafting abstract compositions, Ottecker started recording live improvisations improvisations on various sounds and ideas and releasing their creations in mass which led to pitchfork calling them a post-human jam band <laughs> indeed attacker seemed liberated by this stylistic development and released over nine hours of live recordings on ae live back in 2015 over four hours of new material on lsac one through four or one through five rather in 2016 and now eight hours of music on nts sessions one through four which which is technically their 13th studio album and combines tons of new material with some reimagined pieces from those previous releases. Not much is known about the sessions themselves. After announcing a residency at NTS Radio on April 3rd, many expected more live music, but instead Autecker broadcasted two hours of studio material each Thursday of that same month and made digital downloads available immediately while opening pre-orders for LP and CD sets. We've talked a lot about our mutual obsession with Ottecker, but uh, what were your feelings about this when it first got announced? Yeah, I was a little, um, you know, not like super caring initially. I mean, um, you know, I remember when like AE Live got announced and, you know, I think they did like one batch and then a little bit later or sometime later they did another yeah. batch. And I was kind of like, I just didn't really get around to it until both batches were already out. And I was like, all right, this this should be cool. You know, I'm not like super looking forward to it, but I was kind of blown away. Um, LSEC, you know, I think seemed to come out of nowhere a little bit as well and was really, really enamored with that. I think it made it on my like pretty high on my end of the year list that year. Um, but for whatever reason, when this was announced, I, I just thought it'd be like more live stuff or something. And I feel like I didn't really start to get excited until people were talking about you know, the first session and the second one was about to come out. Um, I kind of, you know, got into those. We'll talk more about this, but around the same time. But um, yeah, it took me a little while to kind of figure out, like, is this going to be like new Autechre or should, how excited should I be? What about you? Yeah, I mean, when I first uh, saw the announcement uh, a couple days before the first one aired, I was excited, but I thought it was going to be like a live thing, you know, like they were playing live in, mm -hmm. in, in the radio station, which seemed cool, but not... Um, and not as cool as a studio recording, so yeah. I, I made time to uh, skip to my nap, is what I mean, to, to listen <laughs> to, the, to the first one live. Um, like, thought it was awesome. It was, you know, a lot of fun uh, being on, like, the Autechre uh, subreddit and stuff, like, while everyone was, like, you yeah. know, discovering all this all, all at the same time. Um, and it was just like, you know, as soon as they put up those pre-orders, uh, you know, bought, bought the LPs and... Uh, I, I was in basically from from the beginning. Um, I, I just you know when I found out it was gonna be eight hours of music. I love anything that's just like an, yeah. annoying to to regular people. You know, like <laughs> yeah. it, it's just the 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 pure like uh, annoyance of of releasing eight hours of music uh, uh, appeals to me quite a bit. So I, I was I was pretty excited. But um, let's go ahead and get to our impressions. We'll, we'll start out with the first session. Um, we'll, we'll do our best to keep them split up here. But uh, what what is your your uh, impression of NTS one. Yeah. So like I said, you know, I didn't get to it um, when it was, when it first came out, I wasn't at the first live stream or anything like that. Um, 
And, you know, on the point you were just mentioning, once I started to figure out that this was new stuff, that this was studio stuff, you know, I got really excited because, you know, you, you called it like, you know, it's exciting to listen to something that it's, that's annoying to other people. I guess in a way I feel the same, but I, I just love like huge projects, like mammoth mm-hmm. projects. So then when I started to realize that this was going to be some like enormous thing, you know, with tons to dig through, you know, I got really excited. So it was a little later. And I mean, on the first impressions, I, you know, was just kind of wading through this two hours of material and, you know, we'll talk more about it, but I think I was kind of in awe at the whole thing. Um, I was a little bit like, you know, still at that point trying to figure out what it was, but it's like, it sounds a little bit like chaotic. Like do the tracks have anything in common with each other? Or is it just like totally on shuffle or what? Um, talk more about that. But you know, what, what were you thinking about when you were listening to the live stream? Yeah. I mean, right at first it just kind of, you blew me away. I thought, and this kind of happened with with each of the of the first time I listened to each of these uh, sessions. Just it was like, oh my god, you know that was that was the best thing I've heard. Um, just just from the pure uh, excitement of, of getting two hours of uh, material from one of your favorite bands uh, yeah. for an entire month straight. Um, you know, there were there were definitely like some certain tracks and stuff that that really stood out from the get go. But also the first listen through. Uh, you know, and the first listen through of, of all the live streams, nobody knows what the track listing is. You know, they didn't release that. Yeah. Um, so you don't really know where one starts, one stops, um, or anything. But I, I was, I was pretty in, um, from the get go. But, but I guess we can get, uh, you know, deeper into it, uh, if you'd like. Yeah. I think we should try to, you know, identify some, some standout tracks and try to break those down. But I mean, before we do, like I was just mentioning, do you kind of feel like, or, you know, and maybe we'll, we'll talk about this as a whole later, but at least in this first one, did you ever feel like, is this just a shuffling of tracks? Do you feel like this, this thing NTS one is some kind of album? Because I always felt like, and maybe I'm crazy, but you know, LSEC, it just hit us all at once, like all four and a half hours. Mm -hmm. And I worked really hard to kind of, you know, like think of them as separate, albums, you know, like five separate albums and digest them that way and start thinking about, you know, okay, how to like the, the two, you know, three or four songs on this LSEC, you know, kind of speak to each other. How do they like reflect on each other, you know, and, and took it in chunks like that. But this is, you know, in a way it's chunks, but it's a two hour chunk. So do you feel like there's some way I want to sort of move toward describing the sound of this thing, but do you think there is, <laughs> even is a sound of these two hours? Uh, yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's difficult to, to do with any, um, Autech release, especially later stuff, I think. But, um, one of these sessions seems much more cohesive to me than the other. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll, you know, I'll, I'll save that's a, a cliffhanger. Um, <laughs> But yeah, the the first one kind of kind of not. It does kind of just feel like you know are these, and I don't want to. I don't, I don't want people to think I, I mean it as a lack of quality um, when I say this because um, it's not what I mean at all. But are, are they B sides? Are they you know leftovers yeah. from from LSEC or XI or something? You know, uh, are they just things that they had worked on and didn't didn't you know finished didn't fit on records? Uh, what you know, it, it doesn't really feel like. Um, they sat down and were like, we'll write eight hours of music, um, specifically yeah. for this, you know, and, and especially, you know, I, I honestly couldn't tell this much myself, but, um, you know, people on the internet and stuff that are uh, more autistic than me, uh, figured out <laughs> that like, um, 
you know, some of this was like reimaginings from things in that AE live set and yeah. even some LSEC and whatever, what, uh, whatever. So yeah, I'm not sure are some of these remixes or, or, or what, you know? Yeah. And you know, on that note, so that's what I, I was sort of struggling with when I was listening to this first one is like, is this just kind of a hard drive dump? And there are some things that make me feel that way and some things that don't make me feel that way. So, for example, like the first track, right? T1A1. I think we're going to have a lot of a lot of fun trying to pronounce um, <laughs> yeah. track titles on this episode. But, you know, it's really a weird opening song because it's kind of like the least eventful track on this whole, all of these sessions in mm-hmm. a way. Because it's like this plodding, extremely repetitive beat. Um, and it just kind of like chugs along at almost like you know, this half speed kind of feel toward the end, you know, it gets into this, like, there's like a a light change up as this kind of like nice synth kind of like fades in, in the background. Um, these kind of like pad sounds, um, that I think are like really breathtaking and they're like little, very subtle changes. Um, but it's a weird thing to like kick off eight hours with. And then, you know, we go right into this other track, B B Q B Q B Q and it's like a chip tune thing. You yeah. Know? Yeah, that I that was like the craziest thing on on the uh the initial live stream because you know the first one is kind of more autechery, you know, it, it wasn't like out of left field you know, it wasn't a huge shock that they were making something that sounded like this. But then uh, you know, the the slow plotting song kind of comes on. Or, I mean, ends. And then uh, we've got uh, BQ, 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 uh, barbecue, barbecue, barbecue. And, uh, you know, it just sounds like it sounds like the the weirdest, uh, like a robot um, party or, or whatever. Yeah. Chip, chip tune cute. is a. Yeah, it, it is. It's a very cutesy. It, it really <laughs> kind of like sounds like video game ish. Uh, but, like, normally I would hate. Uh, any sort of chip tune uh, song that that's that's not a genre yeah. I enjoy, but it's like Attacker um, made it made the the best coolest uh, chip tune track here. Yeah, it's just just strange. You know, at first I, I was a little like put off by it, but I listened to it so much that I you know I started to notice like again kind of a similar trick that was in the first track. These like kind of warm pads and like weird harpsichordy type sounds that come in that like add a lot of depth to what would otherwise be kind of like super you know bleep bloop kind of stuff yeah um but you know they it's a strange transition you know you said t1a1 is a little bit more in the world of autecker which i agree with and yet it's like a lot less eventful than autecker usually is you know one thing i think that's challenging about autecker is especially kind of that middle period where they got like really abstract and meticulous is that it's hard like you can't just like put it on and do stuff around the house it's like you have to kind of like listen because it's so frantic and insane and there were there's even stuff on lsec you know that's like that but um you know t1a1 had like this really kind of you know it's a little clunky but it's like a groove that is like really consistent which i, I thought was strange and you know for quite a long time but then you know on the same note jumping to the end of the album this 32a reflected you know it, it feels like a closing track right like it, it does, yeah. If the album felt like a weird assortment, it somehow... Do you think that kind of ties it together? Like, it makes it feel more like an album to end on a, a genuine closing track? Yeah, and that's, like, the... That's the thing that makes it so sort of hard to decide um, how to feel about this this 
each of these sets individually is like it'll there'll be things like t1a1 into bq 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 where it's just kind of that seems haphazard whatnot but then there seems yeah. like these these um obvious choices like 32a reflected and uh the the last track for for the entire sessions uh you know right. like things like that just like really kind of it, it kind of throws you for a loop you don't know you don't know what to believe yeah after that like weird kind of opening two tracks it's almost like we settle in my opinion into kind of a sound and i guess like we're trying to describe the sound right now but there's so much variation that it's tricky it's but like this really hard yeah d- debris funk this like l3 control um and then a lot of this stuff happens in i think north spiral and gonk steady and four of seven as well where they have like a more i don't know there's just like a really interesting use of this like kind of digital distortion like glitchiness but like kind of a whooshing like almost i don't know use of like pure noise integrated into like kind of stuttering beats but beats that are like kind of consistent and driving i mean i think like a constant theme throughout the whole nts sessions but especially with some of these tracks which are some of my favorites um there's a it almost feels like an idea and then it's like let's just build it in intensity as we go on it adds like a cool human element it's not just like you know letting the machines run which i think there are a couple tracks throughout the sessions that feel that way but um it feels like humans trying to build this thing you know what i mean it's almost got like a like some of these tracks have like a post-rock feel where it's like let's just keep you know let's just keep building and building and adding and building until it explodes or something yeah, I agree. I mean, minus a, a handful of, of tracks here and there, it really doesn't sound like, you know, the machine's just, just taking over. It, it definitely sounds like people um, manipulating uh, said machines. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of, like, uh, kind of sound exploration uh, type stuff that I think Objecker, you know, is known for. And, uh, you know, 32A reflected, I don't know how someone figured this out. I guess you can kind of hear if you listen on nice headphones, but like the left channel and the right channel are the same exact thing, except, uh, reflected, you know, like one's, one's the opposite of the, like backwards from, yeah, yeah, playing it, but not like reverse where it sounds backward. You know, it's just the exact same thing played in the opposite order. You know, that, that, that's clearly like a a choice you know <laughs> i don't think you arrive at that on on accident yeah yeah not by jamming do you arrive no, at that yeah, and some exactly. of this that's the weird thing about this this set and all the sets here is that some of it feels like kind of process music which i'm a big fan of yeah me i think autecker does really well where it's it's something like that it's like this idea like this concept that they sort of you know just execute and you know we'll mention more examples of this but Others are like the total opposite, where it's just like, here's a <clears throat> a sound or like a rhythm, and let's just actually jam it, like actually build it in like a live in studio kind of way. And um, those those things play together really nicely, like on Carefree Counter Dronal on this track. This is another like example of where it makes you think like there's, there's a method to all this, you know? Um, it's like a sort of interlude track, because we've just been sort of bludgeoned by some like really, you know... huge washes of digital distortion on the previous two tracks and then we get this kind of like you know it it is one of those things where it sounds like the machines are just running because Mm -hmm. it's like these it's like synths are playing but they're being like interrupted by like sort of a a pulsing like kind of like the sounds dropping out and like being cut up in almost like a william bazinski way um but it's like a nice breather before we then launch into 
North Spiral, Gonk Steady One, and Four of Seven, which are really extra driving and intense. I mean, on that note, though, we've at least mentioned every song here. But are there, you know, <laughs> is, are there, is there like one or two that you find like your favorites from this set? Uh, from this set, you know, I, I really like BQ BQ BQ. Uh, kind of, wow. you know, the the first time I listened to it, I, I kind of like how you said I, I thought it was like a little strange, and you know. Maybe a little throwaway, but it's kind of grown on me. Like um, I don't know, it's just so different that that I that I really like it. But I also really like that thirty two A reflected uh, track. Yeah, you know, I I really love the idea of like process music and um, you know trying stuff like that out. And so it's just you know it, it's um, I, I like it for for those you know same reasons. It it, it like uh, you know it inspires you or whatever. I guess. Yeah, yeah. A lot of this set does give me that kind of like if you're into making experimental music as we are, um, it's like just the the idea that they presented, not necessarily the exact sound, but the idea they presented mm-hmm. on any one of these tracks is like really inspiring. Um, you know, on that note, I I, I told you that I, I came to like you know BQ BQ more, but I think it's still one of my least favorite from the set because it's so jarring and strange yeah. there. Um, I came to sort of adore T1A1, the opening track, because it's, just like I was saying, kind of like a, a strange idea, just like this chugging, like, slow rhythm where so little happens that, like, when, like, very small changes and kind of, like, these little glitchy sounds or these, like, white noise kind of sounds that sort of come in and, you know, sometimes, like, this, like, really deep bass, like, kind of pops in at different points and stuff. Um, you know, we've talked about this when we've talked about a lot of minimal music, but... When something is so repetitive and monotonous, like the tiniest changes feel huge. And Mm -hmm. when it kind of settles at the end into this, like it gets like even more minimal, but now there's like a little organ sound. Um, It's, it's like kind of, it feels like a huge climax, but just with the quietest (laughs) change possible. Um, But okay. So on that note, we can keep referring back to these tracks, but uh, let's hear a clip from NTS2. So, by this point, um, you know, I'm wondering, were you still listening to the live stream? Are you waiting for the proper quality? You know, what was your first experience listening to NTS2? I, I didn't listen to the live stream uh, uh, for this one. Um, the reason being is because I had pre-ordered the uh, the LP, so I got the downloads as soon as it finished. And right. the, this is going to make me sound like a real dick, but the <laughs> the streaming streams in 128... Mm-hmm. I'm not about that, you know. I, I listened to the first one because one, I didn't know it was a 128, and two, I didn't know if we were ever going to get this again. Uh, yeah. You know, in fact, like I had already before they had put up the pre-order, I had already downloaded like a, a bootleg somebody recorded, you know, uh, uh-huh. on their computer, um, just you know, hoping that this these wouldn't be lost forever. But uh, NTS2, I knew I was going to have it as soon as it was done. I was going to have it in in perfect quality. It was fun to, to you know, talk on the subreddit, like, while it was happening, but it's more fun to hear it in 320, so I waited. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, I, I was still not, um, you know, it was sort of like when this one came out that I became, like, fully aware of, like, holy shit, um, we're getting eight hours of new Autecker, and um, 
So I, you know, sort of had both of these first two to like really pay close attention to at that point. Um, you know, I didn't mention before, but I was basically working. Part of the reason, actually, why we missed a bunch of episodes recently is I was like working on this huge project for um, for school, and um, you know, these especially these first two albums became like my constant study music, and um, you know, so this one and the previous one, I must have listened to like a hundred times without, you know, like not like super focus at that point, but um, just had them playing over and over again, and that's part of what we were talking about before, how like. You know, the they're I mean, do you agree with me about this? That like they're not so frantic and like schizophrenic as Autecker often is. Like they're all of these releases seem to have like kind of a consistent drive to them that made it for me a lot more pleasant to like read and write to than most Autecker. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. because um, as these were coming out and, and whatnot, I, I kept going back and listening to like uh some of the old EPs yeah. and even some of the more recent ones. I listened to a bunch of those uh live things and stuff. And yeah, some nice. of them I would I would uh it'd be nighttime, you know, I, I would try to read while I was um uh listening to those and it just gets like it's so distract it's almost like when I I try to read like with music that has a lot of like vocals. It, it gets like distracting, yeah. and uh, you know some of those more frantic things get like that. It just kind of makes you anxious to like yeah, <laughs> to like really try to lay there and relax and and, and read uh, while a computer's blowing up in your in your ears. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I mean, you know, talking about NTS two, we we had some trouble to describe the sound of NTS one because it's so all over the place, honestly, even though there's some details that seem to imply that it's got like sort of a narrative arc and like a musical flow throughout. How'd you do with this one? And you know, if we try to describe the sound, do you feel like there is a noticeable difference in like vibe or something from the first one? Uh, I don't think there's like a huge noticeable vibe uh, between this one and the first one. You know, the first one, because of the second track, BQ, it, it like that one jumps out so much. It sticks out yeah. so much that it, you know, I, I don't think anything on this one like really uh, feels out of place. But it also doesn't feel like. You know, it's not like this one puts the, puts it to uh, bed. Like, is this an album? Like, oh, it's you know, definitely sounds like an album. It still sort of sounds like uh, maybe it's a dump from leftovers or, or live things or whatever. Um, but I think it's like a little bit more cohesive. I guess um, yeah. I don't think I'm explaining that well at all. <laughs> it's it's really difficult. No, I agree a lot actually. That this one feels very cohesive to me, and you know, flows in interest in an interesting way. Um, you know the first track, L L Lick Nine Seven Ers or whatever, <laughs> is one of those more frantic ones. To be mm-hmm. honest, it's it's almost like it really sounds like a computer blowing up, like you mentioned before. And there's weird, like I've never heard Ottaker do this like so overtly, but just crazy, like pew 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 pew, like explosions all over your head, <laughs> and um, and like kind of like bubbly, like I don't know, slurpy sounds, like it. It's it's almost like cartoony, but just like pure, like wires just sparking and glitching out um, for a good chunk of time, ten minutes, you know. And um, but it works because it's the opener, you know. It's like if it's a kind of weird outlier, because I think the rest of this sort of settles into more of these like driving intensity type grooves mm-hmm. that, that we heard a lot of at the back half of the previous one. Um, because this is the opener, it, it doesn't like stand out. It doesn't like disrupt 
the flow, it sort of starts the flow and then we, and then we settle in. Um, and you know, we'll talk more about this, but then we sort of, as the album goes on, we get like several, you know, at least like, well, some of those tracks are very short tracks seven and eight, but you know, we get like four or five, like very ambient mellow pieces toward the end, which again, gives it that like finality. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, I, I completely agree with you. Uh, do you think um, – I'll jump back just, just a little bit. But do you think like BQ – we keep talking about this. But would BQ, BQ like work better as the opening track of the first one than you think? Like would it have the same effect as uh, with ELY, C9 where it does – it's not – because I agree with you. It's not like very jarring because you haven't started yet, you know? Um, do, do you think it would have the same effect in the other one? I don't know. I think it would be like a sort of – just because of my taste, it would be sort of like a weak opener and it would be like a, I don't know, it might, it might sound even more out of place because I think like the opening track of NTS2, it, it sort of is like, here's craziness and now we're like slowing down. Yeah. Set, yeah. Now we're, it has like sort of a logic to it, but you know, BQ, I, I don't even know what I do to make it fit <laughs> because it's that kind of thing. But like you said, there's nothing like that really here. And yeah, I think there's some of like the most impressively like abstract stuff here this this nts sound is like making so much use like i said of this like you know like really strange digital distortion and feedback i mean mm -hmm. I, I don't even know like how you know <laughs> i don't i don't you know you don't know if it's like is it real feedback is it like you know are they manipulating this obviously they are but like these like it, it just straight up sounds like raw and like a post-rock or like swans kind of way where like they're they're this human element where they are like just building the intensity until these things are like screaming and squealing you know we hear like you know these feedback sounds on on god i hate the fucking song title Voik <laughs> and you know like um nine crow or whatever toward the end of the album but that was like one of the coolest things to me. Did you kind of notice that like use of feedback and like pure, like a lot of distortion, especially on this one? Yeah, the, this one is very noisy. Um, and, and throughout like all the sessions, they they do the kind of thing like where you uh, like take a you have like a synth and you put it, you take the output and then put it back through the same like you know put it back through its own filters and everything, and it makes yeah. like that weird like crunchy. It's not the you know when people hear feedback, you think like that squealing like when you hold a microphone next to a, a, a right. speaker or whatever. Um, you know they use a little bit of that, but it also like this like synthesizer feedback, and I'm not sure if feedback is even the right word for that, but yeah, it just like makes this crunchy like. Yeah, it's got like a like a, a rock feel to it, um, even though yes. you know it, it's not using the traditional um, rock instruments or or even nothing really besides the like sort of sound of it. Uh, yeah, it's maybe a, maybe a bad uh, analogy, but no, but it's it's interesting to me because <clears throat> you know they're they're sort of like creating this artificially, right, quote unquote, and yet it does have that kind of like rock element to it because. A lot of what's cool to me about like rock music is sort of like I don't know how to articulate this, but you know distortion. You know, I've, there's pedals and stuff for it now, but distortion is basically like a natural thing that you know happens to sound when you crank it too much. Mm -hmm. You know, and like I love records where what you're hearing is like the amp. You know, you're hearing like an amp buckle under the weight of the sound that is coming out of it. Yeah. You know, like 
Sonic Youth is great about this. Swans, you know, like, you know, when, when you hear like just the pounding drums in Swans, like what's cool about it is not like the the tone of the hit or whatever. It's like that human element of how hard mm-hmm. it is being hit. And you hear like th- these acoustic instruments, like sort of struggling to contain, you know, the, the, the sound and not break. Right. Um, and then sometimes people use stuff breaking like feedback. I would sort of file under, this is the sound of something going wrong, right. In the physical world. And especially on this session, Autekar like is creating that sound sort of manufacturing it where when things are feedbacking and stuff and like there's sometimes you know digital distortion that you know it sounds like an amp like blowing or something you know what i mean yeah and that's something i don't think you get um a lot in like electronic music you know um no the amp isn't really you know nobody's like man i wonder what what amps uh apex (laughs) twin uses you know Mm. um because a lot of this stuff is just kind of recorded straight into a computer or, you know, you just don't really put a ton of thought into the actual amps or whatever. But, um, yeah, I don't know if they're actually recording amps or if they've just recreated yeah. this natural sort of sound uh, unnaturally or I, I wish they would, you know, release something to say, you know, revealing all their secrets, saying, how, yeah. you know, how they did this kind of stuff. But, you know, I guess I guess you know i shouldn't hold my breath there but um yeah just that that kind of stuff is i think what's what's interesting about not only autecker but like this style of music is like just trying to think of how it was made and and how yes. how you would make these sounds and they're just so you know when when you hear a band like a, a regular rock band you know you know oh that you know that's a guitar that's drums that's a bass you know maybe it's like right. oh you know what pedal was that or whatever but right, right. Th- there's still there's like a handful of choices, you know, there, there's like yeah. 10 different types of, uh, you know, styles of pedal, whatever, you know, with, with this, it could be one of a billion different things. And it's just, yeah. uh, it's, it's super interesting to me. Yeah. And going back to like that process music thing, I think sometimes they're playing with, you know, like the, you can just tell the starting point was like an interesting sound that something made when filtered through this thing back through this, you know, like, they were excited by whatever weird sound was created and all of this stuff that we've been talking about kind of adds to this, like we called it like a rock feel, which is, feels weird to say, but there's something jammy and improvised and like human about this, which is so bizarre because Autekar has always been known for like that kind of cold, you know, like mechanical, like this, you're just hearing machinery running after the world has ended and all the humans are dead or something. Um, this is like, the same sounds, but being controlled by like human intensity, which I think is so cool. And another thing I want you to saying, you know, when you think about like traditional instruments, I was trying to think of how to like articulate this. I'm going to fail, but you know, like acoustic instruments, right? I guess electronic instruments kind of grow out of that, you know? So people are like synthesizing sounds and they're not so different at first, like these sort of drum synthesized drum sounds you know, are at first an attempt to recreate what drums sound like, Yeah, you know? And you kind of build, like, levels like that. Like, oh, here's, like, sort of the percussive sounds. Here's, like, sort of the, you know, whatever, the the melodic percussive sounds that are kind of like keyboard or piano or whatever. We've got things that imitate strings that kind of give that lush pad sound. And, you know, you kind of, like, that's how it's built. And I feel like more than anybody, Autekar is so far past that like we are in like this completely abstract world and it's amazing to me because 
this is really like a, biz- a bizarre point that I don't think is going to make any sense. But, <laughs> you know, like <clears throat> if you like some of the sounds on this, especially this session, which I think is my favorite, um, you know, some of these are like just crushing sounds that just feel huge. You know, like I, I keep thinking about like one of my favorite tracks, Viol Voik or however the hell you say it. <laughs> Where, like, the bass, you know, it goes back to that thing where it just sounds like as if the bass amp had completely blown. And now the thing sounds like a, you know, like a, a spring, like, and it's like, you know, it, it just has this huge sound. Like the, like, the thing was so loud that whatever is trying to play it can't even handle it. And then there's other sounds that are, like, very light bells, bell sounds or, like, light touches on, like, a percussive instrument that doesn't in any way resemble any kind of drum you've heard before and it'll be like way louder in the mix than that huge bass sound it's just like so much of this album i guess is what i'm trying to say is a complete mind fuck where you're like why is that very delicate soft sound so much like why is it totally overtaking that huge mammoth destroyed distorted sound underneath you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i get you i think that's what is like so great about Techer, though like you said uh you know the the beginnings of of um synthesizing sounds and and still with most uh artists and bands and whatnot that they use synthesized sound you're like trying to imitate at least a few like real instruments especially drums you know things yeah. always sound like a snare drum sounds like a kick drum whatever but a lot of times on this you know like you can like sure that should be the snare because of like where it's placed in the beat and it's kind of got an, yeah. a, an abrasive feel to it. But if you heard that noise on on your own, you wouldn't say, "Oh, snare drum," you know, uh, <laughs> or or bass drum. And then yeah, things like like that where um, to take this like mammoth sort of noise like like a an amp being destroyed and put that in the background and put the tiny little uh you know fluttery bell sound or whatever like yeah. in your face is just like not disordered yeah i i don't think i i i personally wouldn't think to make that choice uh i don't think right, right. and i don't think most people would but that's that's like what makes this uh special and why um i mean it's it's such an impressive thing that somebody could release eight hours of music that that people want to actually listen to and you know things like that i think show you like why yeah so much of this of this album is completely like you know it's just dizzying how like you know i don't know you're just in another dimension or something like that um you know on that note you know i mentioned like this viol voic song (laughs) track six is like one of my definite highlights nine crow track 11 is um Another one that I like adore because it's one of the most like just destroyed sounds mm-hmm. here. Um, you have any favorites from this set? Yeah, I like super love uh, X Flood, the uh, third track. Um, yeah, that thing gets spooky. That that is like a <laughs> real spooky song. Uh, Attacker doesn't like really do the whole uh, spooky thing that much. Um, yeah, but they they did it here, and uh, just the first time I heard that song, uh, you know, I, I was like, man, that that. That's a highlight, and uh, it it stayed that way um, throughout the, yeah. the month. Yeah, I think like a lot of this whole entire set is much more menacing than I've ever heard um, Autecker mm-hmm. be. Um, another point I wanted to mention real quick is the um, the uh, you know on that same note of like playing with your head. You know, there's a lot of cool use of like like I, I remember remembering this now from T one A one from the previous um, thing where the previous session where like you know how sometimes they'll just like let 
reverb kind of like fill in all of a sudden. Like the mm-hmm. sound was relatively dry. And then like on one hit or something, it'll have all this like this huge expansive reverb. And it's just like you thought you were listening to something kind of like dry and um, almost like suffocating in a way. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, damn, there's like a huge space underneath this track. It's, it's so hard to like, you know, describe in words what they're doing here. But I think there's just like, I mean, these are just like masters of sound. And the other thing I want to mention before we move on real quick is the, the closing track here, Turbile, Epic, Casual, Stipple, Idol, <laughs> um, is like a huge 20 minute. That's This is one of these things, right, where it sounds like they're just letting ambient sounds and loops and stuff go right yeah it's like you know are, are did they step out of the room uh you know yeah. it, it's you know all these sets are exactly two hours like on the nose yeah and i wonder like is it just you know did they use stuff like that to to make it exactly you know because you could cut this five minutes before you know or 10 minutes yeah, after yeah. it's cut um so i wonder if that's like the the choice behind behind that yeah it's it's um it sort of foreshadows um, what's going to happen on the last NTS session we'll talk about later where it's not easy to listen, but it's such a, like, cool mm-hmm. outro. Like, after all of this, like, audio destruction, um, this mm-hmm. these things are just running on their own. But, um, all right, let's, uh, let's hear a clip of NTS 3. So NTS three, uh, what were your first impressions of this? Uh, were you live streaming it? Were you uh, waiting for the the real MP threes? What? <laughs> yeah, um, this one I actually did live stream and followed along with the the live thread. Um, you know, by the time that this one came out, I had finished that huge project that I had been working on, and I had like gotten to do close listens of the first two. And at that point, I mean, I was I was excited. I mean, I think like the first one, like we've kind of said is um you know it just made me think like wow this is this is a lot of this is going to be a lot of autecker and autecker is great but then by the second <laughs> one i was like this is like something new and exciting even for autecker and I, I just cannot wait for this third one so you know i listened along with the live stream and you know that was like a blast um you know talking to people everybody's just so excited and it's it's kind of fun like you don't know how long the tracks are going to be mm-hmm. you know like you're saying you don't know what they're called and um we haven't really mention which maybe we should spend a little time talking about uh just how long these tracks are obviously each set has to be you know tw- two hours but like tracks are often 20 minutes often 15 minutes um but before we jump into that i mean what what were you doing when you listened to this one for the first time yeah again uh i um had the uh mp3s waiting for me as soon as it finished so i uh I waited, not not listening to one twenty eight, and uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, picked it up then. But I, I still the the whole time I I kept looking at the like live stream thread, um, yeah. even though I wasn't here, just you know trying to ima- you know see what I could imagine, <laughs> yeah, right. uh, whatnot. And then even when I when I had the MP three design and I um I went back and like looked at the the thread from the from the beginning and yeah, yeah it's like fun you can tell like what track people are talking about uh, yeah. and stuff and it's just um 
yeah it's just like that that that's one of the best things about the internet is like the the like communal listening experience no like i miss that i know it used to be and maybe it's just because i'm older and don't hang out super late at night on the internet as much anymore but like when an album would come out you know and, and just everybody would hear it at the same time and talk, i mean i i like yes. forever will remember like uh waiting for when godspeed like uh, um released hallelujah just like at a show and no one yeah. knew, like just waiting all night on uh on mew for somebody to fi- get yes. home from the concert and upload it you know and um you know staying up till four or five in the morning like doing that you know that kind of stuff is just like uh a lot of a lot of fun but yeah that that's uh, that's uh that's basically what i was doing yeah, yeah, I, I, you know, as just a side note, yeah, I, I totally missed that. I loved the rollout of this record, especially with so much music. You know, getting like a two-hour chunk every Thursday was genuinely so exciting. Like mm-hmm. it was like the most, you know, like you know, people. I don't care as much about it, but people got excited, like how you know something like Lemonade by Beyonce was like a live event. Like it, it, everybody tuned in at the same time and talked about it at the same time, and like you know, that, that just feels like it's missing from music. But um, okay, so. I wanted to talk a little bit about the track lengths, um, but we should also try to describe the sound of NTS3 and decide if it's different from the previous two. Uh, but yeah, isn't it kind of weird how like on any other release, basically, a, like a 10, 15 minute track would feel like a huge kind of centerpiece. But on all of these sessions, <laughs> those are kind of like the shorter ones. And they're just like surrounded by obviously like when you when they cross the 20 minute mark that starts to feel like one of those juggernaut centerpieces but each release seems to have a handful of them i mean it's kind of weird right like the shortest thing is like i don't know seven eight minutes yeah yeah the shortest one is six minutes and 59 seconds so uh yeah and and there's only two tracks under the eight minute mark um yeah, it's a it, it's a weird thing, you know. Um, like you said, normally those those post ten minute tracks feel so huge, but they're they're the uh, shorter interlude type things uh, uh, on this set. Yeah. Um, I was really thinking it's because you know these are getting released on on vinyl um lsec didn't get any sort of physical yeah. release whatsoever and and a lot of tracks on that are are like super long and uh just just the um the order of them like wouldn't make any sense yeah. for vinyl and whatnot and so i was thinking like here okay you know they've they've given themselves this this cutoff of 23 uh, ish minutes which is like a comfortable place to to stand on on vinyl of course the next set uh sort of blows that out of the water a little yeah, bit but, right. but up until this point you know if uh, only three has come out like i i, I kind of felt like oh you know are the are they not only writing these you know for this radio thing or dumping them for this radio thing but i felt like there was some sort of care in the track listing like to, to fit on a physical yeah. release um I, I i guess they fit nicely on cd too i don't i can't yeah, do that as uh, easy in my mind as 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 a as a record yeah i started to think like that, that like a similar thing like god it feels like a huge hard drive dump at some points you know maybe these things are going to make a lot more sense when they're divided into individual records you know like it would be like a two to three songs kind of like lsec playing off of each other mm-hmm. maybe but yeah obviously we'll talk about it but the next one kind of fucks that all up but <laughs> um but <clears throat> you know let's try to think about the um you know the sound of this one i, I think this one's a little different from the previous two because the previous two used a lot of that like distortion feedback blowing amp sounds and i feel like a lot of that is missing from here do you agree i mean how would you do you think this one has a cohesive sound 
Uh, yeah, I, th- I think it, it, it is like a little um, softer and whatnot. And now, now that I'm thinking, I, you know, this just crossed my mind right now. Uh, you know how we've we've sort of talked like the first one, second one. They kind of like start and and get to a natural progression of an end. Do you feel like maybe that's why this one sort of feels? This one to me sort of feels like a little bit like the middle. Um, yeah, you know, it, is is there some more thought to this? Uh, is it like one big thing, and and we are just kind of in this middle um, section here? Because I think this 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 one I, I like it a lot and stuff, but this is um this is kind of the one that when it was over wasn't I didn't think like this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. You know, I thought like this is yeah. this is one of the greatest things I've ever heard. You know, uh, you know, just slightly I was slightly less like impressed. Um, right off the the bat um with this one it, it just yeah it felt like a little bit like the middle i I wonder if uh there's something to it yeah it, it is interesting because obviously like the next one sounds like two hours of closer you know to the whole mm-hmm. project um and it does kind of feel like that it's a weird it's a weird one here i think it's the weirdest of the sessions because there are a handful of like the most you know I hesitate to use the word conventional but or Autechre standards, the most conventional tracks of the whole set are here. And then some of the weirdest are also here. And they just kind of like are mixing together. So like, you know, the Clustro Casual, the first track is, it's kind of got like a pretty straightforward groove and it's mm-hmm. got like a nice, you know, I could just imagine like, I don't know, um, Black Dog Productions or something kind of like doing a, you know, off that, like, what's that, Remus, Remus album or whatever, yeah. but, you know, like, like sort of a, you know, it's still got that, like, kind of, you know, abstract thing, but it felt more firmly in, like, this IDM world of this kind of groove. Um, you know, a little bit later, that's track FLH is almost like the chiptune vibe again. Yeah. But, like, a much more standard, like, kind of electro, like, Daft Punk on the Tron soundtrack kind of <laughs> thing all of a sudden. Um, you know, the next couple tracks... You know, one of my favorites, track six, Gloss Ceramic, um, starts kind of like that. Like, it almost plays off FLH pretty well because it starts kind of like that and just seems to, like, disintegrate. Um, But we have a couple really weird detours, like Acid Muan Idol, which is, like, this single chord, like, and, like, these kind of, like, almost comical, like, weird foresty sounds and like chirps and stuff um it's a pretty all over the place thing right yeah this one kind of yeah feels the the least um amount of cohesive and i i think it's on this one i I can't remember now maybe you can maybe you can remember uh like one song like sounds a lot like boards of canada yes actually it's one of my favorites is it on this one g1e1 yeah it is yeah 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 g1e1 yeah like it 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 felt a lot like Boards of Canada, not in like a ripping off kind of way, just um, kind of in a, oh, it'd be cool if Odd Decker did a Boards of Canada song. Yeah. Um, and, and it worked. But but yeah, I mean, like, it doesn't really, the the rest of the record doesn't sound like that. And no. um, yeah, this one just sort of feels like, like, uh, like the middle uh, a lot to yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, and like that G1E1 is another highlight for me. I think it's so weird. Like, it does sound sort of like, it really kind of does sound like if Autechre was doing Boards of Canada. So it's like, you know, imagine like how how instantly lovely Boards of Canada sounds with these kind of like warbly, like wavy, lo-fi kind of synth sounds. And then just like 
as fucking weird as that could possibly be with more of that like reviving kind of feedback like weirdness like just decaying distortion sound but like really mellow and really minimal um i had the weirdest experience where like i was listening to this in my car really loud and i swear to god as the track goes on like it just started to sound like it was only coming out of the back speakers like i don't know how the fuck this thing is made it's just like <laughs> you got the uh quadraphonic uh mix yeah, of the record. i don't know it's like just the sound of it was so weird that like eventually i was like it felt like it was getting farther and farther behind me like by the end i was like the car behind me is playing it I mean, like <laughs> i swear to god this whole record is such a mind fuck but um but yeah some like goofy tracks i mean what do you think of that um acid moan idol i think that's another one where like the idea is cooler than the actual sound like just like sort of a intermittent bursts of a chord with like bubbling sounds around it yeah i i agree um i like it um like when it when it first starts i'm always like oh man this track this this is like a, a badass thing and then i'm like oh yeah it's really not 12 minutes uh yes. <laughs> great you know like it, it it overstays its welcome a it little feels bit like process music again yeah, yeah um and, and yeah i think it just like overstays its welcome uh quite a bit and i wonder you know is that because uh you know that one and the next track uh flh um like make a side of vinyl basically like what they're at so is it 12 minutes because they needed 12 minutes for you know like that that that's another spot that kind of makes me think like the times were picked uh yeah and don't they feel like those two tracks have like nothing to do with each other it's like no yeah they 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 don't like um flow or, or sound similar yeah there's not really like a ton of similarity between those two totally bizarre but you know i gotta say i guess we should talk about like some of our favorites from this record because i think some of the best tracks of the whole session are here as well i mean i mentioned gloss ceramic and g1e1 gloss ceramic has the weirdest like it sounds like a, a sample of a symbol or maybe even a synthesized symbol sound but it gets like completely fucked with as the second half of the track goes on um but you know, I gotta say, like Nine Fly and Icari, Icari, the last, the closing track. Icarly, Icarly. I, I, is there an L up in there? <laughs> no, oh, it's. Oh, you're, ma- you're making jokes. Okay. <laughs> I was about to, I was about to like be stunned if they made an Icarly joke. But, um, <laughs> it's the first NTS session that doesn't close with something ambient, mm-hmm. um, but it's like a very like spacious, slow, minimal kind of like. I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. it. Sounds like if you're like dumping a bunch of broken machinery, like in slow motion <laughs> and just like the sounds that it's making. I mean, like there's huge space between it. It just sounds like if it was any slower, the song would fall apart and see, it would just become like a series of unrelated noises. But I think it's like unbelievable, but maybe it doesn't feel that much like a closing track. Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree. It doesn't really feel like a closing track, and I think that's another thing that makes me feel like this is this is the the middle record um, is because of that. But uh, you know, that track is great, and and what you said about like it, if it was any slower, you know, it would it would fall apart. Uh, I, yeah. That's another thing that's great about these uh, sessions and and Ottecker is like so so often like everything is just on the verge of being yeah. being just n- noise and and unlistenable you know or, or something you know yeah. they they like skirt that line um to, to the to the very edge um but i i think for me uh, g1e1 I, I think is the is the highlight here um basically for the the reasons you uh y- you listed and it's just 
cool to hear uh, Boards of Canada through the, the lens yeah. of Autecker. What about, uh, I think we, we would be remiss not to talk about TT1PD, which a lot of people are calling their favorite track of the set. I mean, this to me is the most post-rocky, the most like Swans-esque or something where it just seems to, I mean, it's like the most, I don't, it just feels fast-paced, like driving energy and it just builds and builds like in this intense, like slow burn until this kind of shift happens and it feels kind of like a car eye or whatever, where it, it, it just slowly falls apart over the last 10 minutes, but it's got such a like fire underneath it. I mean, that, that track is definite highlight, right? Yeah. I, I, I think that one is like the most, uh, you know, swans esque if, if we want to <laughs> talk yeah. like that, you know, they, they do that whole thing where it's like, you know, it, it's maybe sort of a normal song and then it, it builds and builds and builds and builds and then, and, and collapses uh like that and and this is like the electronic uh version of that um yeah that 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 track is um it's very good yeah definite definite highlight but um okay let's uh hear a clip from the last session nts4 Right, NTS4, the last one. Uh, what were you doing on it? You live streaming it again? Uh, no, I was, uh, you know, like you on the previous one, I think, you know, I was like, I had to get like my oil changed or something, but I was just <laughs> reading the live thread without listening to it. And of course, we'll talk about what, you know, the, the fun twist of NTS4, but, um, you know, just reading people's reactions, like, uh, and having a lot of fun because there seemed to be a ton of, confusion about this one um what were you doing on the first listen yeah basically the same same thing as as the other ones um waiting for those 320s and um uh reading along with the the live thing especially that that twist at the end uh (laughs) you know uh people people speculating how long that had gone on for i saw (laughs) i saw somebody that said it was at least uh i think it was like an hour and 15 minutes or an hour 20 uh you know that that kind of stuff was uh pretty funny yeah so we should describe it because this one has a lot more of a cohesive kind of vibe than the previous one so how would you describe the sound of this record yeah this this is the one you know in the first one my little cliffhanger i I think this one (laughs) this one is the one that sounds like the most cohesive this is like ambient ah checker um, it's an ambient record it's an ambient record yeah and not only because of that last track all end uh which is just 58 and a half minutes of of straight uh unabashed um ambientness but i, I think the yeah yeah exactly um but i think this whole record is um is that it, you know th- this one sounds like a record um almost even you know some people have been like reticent to to does this count as like the thirteenth Autecker record? Like, yeah. is it just a compilation? Is it a, a live thing? You know, nobody knows. But I kind of feel like this one is. If if you counted one a, a, as as a record, uh, this this one would be it. Yeah, yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense, and um, it's yeah, it's remarkable. I mean, it's like Autecker has never released an ambient record before, and it's something that a lot of people wanted them to do. I remember on, mm-hmm. on the subreddit, um, you know, just a lot of 
people before this came out saying like, I hope that the last one is like pure ambient or pure drone or something. They totally got their wish. Um, and yet, you know, reading the live stream, people are like, wow, what the fuck? Like, I guess we're getting two hours of pure ambient and stuff like that. Um, there's a lot of like interesting pulses and, and stuff in almost all of these tracks, <laughs> except for all end, um, that makes it, I think very, I don't want to use the word accessible, but if you're at least like, if you're wary of, you know, Autech or Ambient, what that's going to sound like, you know, at least these first three tracks, they have like a drive and like a pulse to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like if you somehow uh, are okay with Autech but afraid of, of uh, Ambient and, and minimalism yeah. and stuff, I, I think, yeah, you'll, you'll be, you'll be safe here. Uh, it, it really does ease you in to all end. Um, yeah, you know, there, there's drivingness and whatnot. Um, there's just always like a little bit of space, um, that seems to get larger and larger, um, as we, uh, go towards, towards all end. Yeah. And, you know, column 13 is to me, a definite highlight mm -hmm. of the whole sessions and it's like genuinely very pretty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Um, I, I think my favorite track uh, on this, and and probably my favorite track uh, of the whole sessions, is the next one, uh, "Trim Ripple Casual." Um, <laughs> however, you want to say that. Um, that's just like basically the raddest uh, like sound exploration. It's kind of got like a little bit of everything we've gotten from these sessions. You know, there's there's like yeah. this the the background is like this uh, kind of kind of driving but droney um uh like string like chords like loops or yeah something. yeah and then just like what seems to almost be just random sounds happening but enough of like enough of a system to it that it's not falling apart and it's not yeah it doesn't sound random you know it, it's again like skirting that boundary of like just random sounds um yeah yeah, it's, I, I love that one too a lot. Like, it sounds like, um, you know, it's kind of like that, the last track on NTS Session 2, where it was just like 20 minutes of which it sounded like things running, like loops and stuff running their course, or just like mm. machines kind of on their own. It's like there's a bed of that, and yet on top of it, it almost sounds like people playing, like two people actually jamming, but instead of like sounds, or, you know, like instead of like instruments, they're using like, I don't know the sound that a, a amp makes when it's being turned on or something, you know, like glitchy kind of strange yeah. buzzing sounds. It doesn't really feel like somebody's playing an instrument. Not that, you know, much, much of all Tiger does, but, um, yeah. like it, it doesn't really sound like somebody's sitting at, at a synth or even like a modular system or anything. Uh, it really sounds like sampled noises sampled yeah. from synthesizers and and, and yeah like glitchy things uh, you know I, I will never know what what the sounds are made of but yeah it sounds like some of the sounds like seem organic but like messed with some like yeah. definitely feel completely like inorganic it's just like it's a it's a crazy track that i every time i listen to it i, I feel like i hear something new yes and it's just like it's like one that I, I feel like I, I I want to study and I want to rip off every time I make a, a track from yeah. here on out. Yeah, I mean it, it's so it's such an interesting track. It's amazing that after you know at this point we've been we've listened to like what seven hours of Autechre mm -hmm. over the course of a month and um, you know especially with this track it's like amazing. It still there are like these huge surprises. 
Um, but nothing really tops the surprise of the next track, like we've mentioned. Um, you know, I was going to say sh- this Shim Ripple casual sounds like so not music that it's like the end of music. But of course, the end of music actually comes after uh, that <laughs> track with All End, which, like you mentioned, is about an hour of basically a sustained chord. You know, it's got a lot of like Tim Hecker kind of comparisons. I would sort of, I might bring up like Bazinski a little bit, but, you know, how would you describe this track? Yeah, I mean, it basically sounds like somebody uh, holding a chord for 58 minutes, uh, but somehow more interesting than that, uh, in, in the sense <laughs> that it, it's messed with a bit uh, in a very Tim Heckery way. Uh, really, like, um, moments of it sound a lot like Harmony and Ultraviolet, um, which is, yeah. you know, peak peak tier uh, Tim Hecker. But um, like you said, Basinski, uh, I, I completely agree with that. There's t- sound... Uh, times in the song or track whatever you want to call it um where you know the the sustained chord it sounds like it was on a tape and the tape screws up or yeah or glitches or stuff which you know yeah, of course like disintegrating yeah Bazinski's you know most famous for for disintegration tapes which which is that exactly um so yeah it feels like this sort of weird amalgamation of of tim hecker uh Bazinski, um, I think this one it feels the least like Ottecker, you know? The uh yeah. the the loop sound is not uh an Ottecker-y sound. It's like kind of the most organic um sound on the whole record. It it just sounds like a a organ or a synthesizer. You know, it doesn't sound like yeah, a otherworldly yeah. instrument. It, it sounds like it sounds inorganic but organic enough that you're 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 used to of hearing that in, in normal music. Does that, yeah. does that make I mean, any sense? <laughs> sort of. I mean, we should say that... So basically, at the end of Splash on the previous one, NTS3, you get like a weird, just like a couple seconds of like this sort of chord comes in, like this big lush synth chord. And it's, you know, it comes from uh, the ninth track on XI, which is Blade 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 Loris, or however you want to pronounce it. Um, and so people were like kind of joking about like, Hey, it's weird that like that, that track that is really a highlight of XI sort of gets like a little shout out at the end of splash. And then it turns out that that same lush chord becomes like the basis for this final hour of the NTS sessions. And it's like this huge lush synth chord that they've used before. Um, in my mind, like, you know, I listened very closely today and I want to tell you actually that, uh, you know, I, I like to do this thing where like when I'm listening to music really closely, especially like kind of instrumental or experimental music. I like to like throw on like a um, silent movie and just watch it and see yeah. when things <laughs> match up. So I watched Metropolis for the first time. Oh, good. Yes. Yeah. And um, I got to say like this track all end was so cool because it matched up like with basically the end, you know, they're like a, a, an extra like 15 minutes or something, but the end of the film, which was really fucking awesome. I got to say, um, but listening to it that closely, you know, with my nice headphones on, there's like a lot going on. You mentioned like sort of these disintegrating moments. There's moments where like, it's almost like it's like low pass filtered or something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it just becomes like, almost like it's going to go away, but then kind of like, it just sounds like buried, like it's now underground, the drone, and it's going to come back up almost like a, um, you know, gas, um, who we've talked about before, Wolfgang Voigt, um, enters that territory. And there's like this weird cello-y sound, like a cello or like a groaning sound that actually changes notes and stuff like that throughout. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a really slow, drawn-out melody, but there's sort of a melody to this. A lot of people are debating, like, are they just holding the same thing? Is it stuck? Is this just (laughs) going to be like, you know, a loop at the end of the 
you know, what do they call that? A, a, a locked groove. groove. Locked groove, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, no. It, like, really evolves and changes, like, in really subtle, interesting ways. Kind of like the very first track of the whole sessions did, T1A1, but on a much grander scale. Um, you know, one thing I think we got to address... A lot of people are calling this, you know, it, it wouldn't be fair to say it's like Autiker's greatest moment or something, but it has this huge feeling of finality and it feels like it just closes this monster set in like such a magnificent way. Maybe the only way you possibly could. Um, but a lot of people got worried about that song title, All End, like A-E, which is like the, you know, Autiker. Um, are you worried at all that like this might be the last thing we hear from Autiker? I don't know. I think, you know... <sighs> It's like, I, I think they mean it for the sessions, you know? You're, you're doing a, a four so. set of two-hour things. I, I, you know, the, the, the track titles, uh, you know, most of them seem like just a way that they... They, they, they seem like file names, especially they're never, yeah. like, capitalized or anything. You know, it's, it's kind of just, like, little things that you can tell, like, mean something to them, and they know it, that it, you know, like, a lot of things have yeah. this, like... Uh, dronal or uh, I think there's a couple of like gonk things. Uh, yeah, the yeah. shrimp roll or whatever is is repeated <laughs> yeah. a couple of times. Um, you know, I, I feel like maybe they were like that one's got to be the end track, uh, so we'll call right, it all right. in. Um, they just don't seem like the kind of people who are going to retire from doing this. Um, yeah, I, I like I, I read some interviews or whatever. Uh, they did like a, a AMA on Reddit. Um, I think it was a couple years ago, and somebody yeah. posted, um, or maybe it's on the sidebar of the Autechre subreddit or something. Uh, like all the questions and answers of that, and I was just kind of reading through it, uh, bored one day, and like in one of them they like. Um, or maybe this was an interview, but it was one of these things. Um, they like basically say that like all that they do is like make sounds in the studio. And like, they were like, if, if we like have to go a, a day or two, like I get anxious, like and it <laughs> yeah. just it did. That's not the you know kind of thing that sounds like somebody's like, that's it. I've had enough of, uh, yeah, yeah. of making weird noises. So I just really like nothing about them or anything like right, seems right. like, it'll end except for them being like really old and they're not, even though they've been doing this for like 30 years or something, which is I know. It's like consistently in, good. I know it's like insane. Years. Yeah. Okay. So, I, you know, I'll just say that I, I, I hope not like, yeah. of course it worries me a little bit, but I just really, really hope not. Cause they do sound like on the very top of their game. Um, all right. So our, our mini episode here is turning into as long as a regular episode. <laughs> I knew it would. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it's a lot of music, but you know, I wrote down like a bunch of questions here that are we're kind of like if we didn't get to them yet so maybe we'll just sort of rifle through these you know if a gun to your head you had a gun to your head what are you calling this an album an anthology like four albums what what is this oh man i (laughs) (laughs) i I don't know it's so hard uh because like i I would say i would pick album because like i said you know like three feels like the middle there seems like it, it goes from a lot of activity to to no activity with all end. Yeah. But then again, they're selling it separately. You know, would you, you wouldn't yeah. have, you know, they don't sell the, the second disc of, uh, the wall on its own, you know, <laughs> right. uh, that's two discs, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, they, you don't really do that. Um, but then again, maybe the record label is making them or something. I honestly, though, I think that if you ask them, they probably, I, I, I kind of feel like they're just past, they're, they're post uh, music, they're post record, yeah. post. I kind of felt that way too, right? Like, this is like the end of the album. Like, 
you know, I've been waiting forever for somebody to take advantage of that. You know, Autogar kind of has been, but you know, albums can be any length you yeah, want. Now. No, and yet, yeah. And yet it's so interesting that they, it seemed like, at least for the first three sessions, that they were kind of like deliberately limiting themselves to sides of vinyl, like tra- a track listing that would make sense on LP. Um, of course, the last one fucks that up completely because the last track is like an hour long. It's going to have to be cut or a bridge or yeah, something. It'd have to be on three sides. Uh, just, just the way that, that fourth one works out to be on three records, it'll be over yeah. three sides of, of vinyl, yeah. So clearly that wasn't entirely their, their concern. I mean, even Shim, Shim Ripple Casual, the previous track, is like 25 minutes? It's 24 and a half, which fits on a side, but that, that's it. definitely pushing it. Yeah, you, you really shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't try to go over 22. Um, but yeah, I wonder, you know, when they're making this, we're like, yeah, sure, we can do eight hours. And they're like, oh, fuck, man, we got, we got <laughs> 58 minutes left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's really strange. It feels like it's all these things at once. Like... It's totally the end of the album. Like, it's just track links don't matter or whatever. It's like a hard drive dump in the best way possible because it's a hard drive dump by one of the best bands ever. Um, And yet, it also has like a weird narrative arc, both within each album and to the whole project. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like, it's restricted in some ways to vinyl and then some ways definitely not. Um, It's really weird. And, you know, on that note... I don't think any like Autegger fan would would ever say this, but you know, do you think it's too much? Do you wish there was more editing on this? No, not at all. You know, and I, and I I don't say that just trying to be pretentious or cool or something. Uh, like I really enjoy that this is so like mammoth. You know, I I don't yeah like I I liked it about Elsec. Elsec seemed a little you know. I don't think I, I don't come back to LSEC as much as I think I'll come back um, to these yeah. NTS sessions. Um, it just, it seems, it's just so mammoth and like gigantic. So explore yeah, for there, years to come. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, you know, if it takes them two years, three years, whatever, to, to release another record or anything, like, I, I'll still be going through this one and, and finding new things and stuff. And I, and I think that this style of music, um, you know, it's about like sound exploration, and when yeah, when they is. give you eight hours to explore, I think that's more interesting than forty five minutes or or sixty minutes or or whatever. Um, so I, I I do not think it's too much. What about you? Yeah, I don't at all. I mean, I think that this almost like it almost I don't want to say fixes the problems, but it, it sort of like improves upon you know the last couple of releases in almost every way because I felt like on XI, I mean that record was two hours mm-hmm. and. And yeah, I felt like sometimes the tracks were like getting cut off too soon. It had like sort of a jarring. You didn't know, a get people, to breathe. Yeah, it didn't. A lot of people complained about like that um, that one record, Choristus Cor- Cor- or however you pronounce it, mm-hmm. um, because it's it's kind of a weird album where it's almost like like twenty short ideas, um, and then of course they released like multiple EPs that were like way longer than the record itself, where they were kind of like actually building on those ideas and reimagining them and stuff like that. Um, you know, both that and XI, yeah, they they didn't have that like room, and here it's got they've got almost like all the space they want, and yeah, it's sound exploration. I love like just you know forever. You'll hear things that you never heard before. You mentioned that you like like this better than LSEC. I, I mean, I think like I think I do too because for the reasons I just said that there's so much more to explore here, and some of like the highs are way higher than I think the highs of LSEC, even if it's not like as consistently. Good, but you're you're prepared to say that NTS sessions one through four is 
is greater than Elsec. Yeah, I, I I think I am, and and I agree. I I mean I I love Elsec and whatnot. Um, and yeah, maybe it's a little more cohesive or or uh, um whatnot. But but this one, yeah, the highs of of this NTS session are are the highest of of Ottecker's career. Yeah, you know, I agree. Um, and the lows uh, of um of this like aren't that low you know if if the yeah. if the worst or the best thing you know i ever recorded was half as good as the the worst thing on, on this uh set I, i'd be pretty damn happy you know so i i think so yeah. just just the 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 scope of it the breadth of it everything about this is like exactly uh you know what what i want in in odd yeah. i think yeah we've talked a lot about a lot of you know, minimalism and stuff on this podcast. And uh, a lot of it, you know, we talked about like the well-tuned piano, Lamont Young, like a lot of it, it needs, the, 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 it needs it that needs huge. Yeah. It, it, that's like, that's what I think, you know, minimalism is, is especially like something like well-tuned piano and stuff like the repetitiveness is just like, if you take something, you make it like repetitive for five minutes. That's just annoying. If you repeat yeah. something for three hours, now it's like, it, it becomes like this this new thing you know that sounds like super yeah, pretentious yeah. but uh, no, it's true and then it's never like you know rarely is it directly repeating but it's like these subtle no, that changes that sub evolve over time and that's the kind of stuff that you get to explore and and find you know i i i listen to the uh you know the disintegration tapes uh all, all the time um i know and you know, still, you know, you find like little little moments, and that is literally just a, a loop of tape you're you're listening to for for <laughs> yes. you know hours and whatnot. And you know, you just find these little things, and it, there's just so much uh, so much to be like rewarded with it, it, in this. Yeah. All right. So we talked plenty, I think, about whether these you know individual sessions have like cohesive identities of their own, which I think was sort of a cool thing. Like I mentioned about Elsec less of a thing here and yet they, they kind of do but you know i want to ask like well first off have you looked at the rate your music scores of these uh of these records if not i want to quiz you uh i have but like as i listened to them uh like a week or or the when they first came out i haven't looked since. okay i always put my own scores on so oh i see okay so what do you think is the highest rated of the nts sessions right now um probably number two very close. I think it was until recently, but it's actually three. That is... Oh, really? Because that was the one we were sort of the least hot on. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of kind of surprising to me. And then two comes next. What do you think is after that? Uh, I think four is going to be the last one. So it's one and then four. Actually, it goes four and then one. Oh, one God. is the... I don't know. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> By quite a wide margin, it's the, the least favorite. So how would you rank the NTS sessions? I mean, I think number four is, is the best. Um, hmm. Uh, by far, then I I probably put number two, then one, then three. So four, two, uh, one, three. What about you? Hmm. I think two is like definite, definite favorite. Um. I think next I would have to go. It's really hard. I think I would have to go like one, four, and then three. But those last. Yeah, the, it's the, so hard. <laughs> the last four on that list are very, very close to each other. I'll just say that. But um, <laughs> all right. Uh, I guess we've gone on long enough. I was going to ask, you know, if Autechre isn't over, which, you know, pretty God they aren't. Are there any tracks here that you, you know, see as being like indicative of the future Autechre sound? Maybe that's too hard to answer. But do you kind of hope that the next release is like 16 hours long? 
<laughs> you know, I I don't know. Sixteen hours might be a little bit too much, <laughs> but um, you know, I, I hope they stay with this this post album sort of. You know, don't don't limit yourself because of. Um, and it's a little weird to say that because this is getting released uh, physically, but I, I hope yeah. they stick with this, like being free of of it having to fit places, or you know, people only listen to an hour record or something. I hope they continue to to not care about that. If that if what they want, uh, you know, is is a sixty minute record, and that that's all the room it needs to breathe, you know, like I don't think Tri Repete seems stilted yeah. in any way, you know. Right. Um, then, then good. But if it's songs that need to breathe, I, I would rather have uh, 16 hours of Ahtekar that got all the room it needed than yeah. a, a, a uh, like a, a shorter, more digestible uh, release. Agreed. All right. Hope you enjoyed that. Make sure you follow us on all social media. That is at Pop Shield Pod. You can send us an email, popshieldpod at gmail.com. And uh, make sure you subscribe. Apple podcast, Spotify, any podcast app, and uh, we'll see you next week.